for another the mad awesome show we are here with tilo and we've got we've got quite a bit to get through today so tilo how you doing i'm doing good man i'm doing good excited to be here excited to talk to the game yeah man we've had we have some interesting developments coming last week and i feel like and this is kind of awkward because we're about to get the grand inquisitor kind of confirmed in game but i think cg's winding up for some other stuff too with the outrider um and i guess we're just jumping right into this but Actually, before we jump into this, how how was your week overall? You don't have to go into details because we'll probably get to there when we get there. But how how was your week this week in SWGH? Um, other than it being the hell week, um, oh, yeah, and we're right. all we're all Swoga Marines now, going through pretty much TW or not TW, yeah, TW even too at the beginning of the week. It yeah. was pretty much everything. Um, it's been good. It, it's been good. I've been enjoying it, but just yeah, a little tired. <laughs> No, no, I hear you, man, because even this week, like, I was all on top of everything, getting everything done on time, but even then, like, on the weekend, like, I was, I had, I thought I was going to be able to play Fallen Order for, like, the whole day or something like that. I ended up only being able to play for, like, an hour or two, just because of how much stuff is going on in game. So, I'm, I'm relieved that that's over with. I already have everything finished for us to be able to deployed. Uh, Conquest is mostly under reps, too. I think I'm down to, I think one refresh every day will get me to the end, so it's good to be there. But, nice. yeah, it was... Let's get right into it. So we did a lot. We had a lot of speculation last week about the five marquees. And I think I think we got close-ish. We talked about maybe fleshing out two rebel fleets, but I don't think either of us called Outrider, right? No, that, that one hit us from uh, like a left haymaker. I did not see that coming at all. Um, I'm excited for it, though, but definitely was not one of our predictions. Now, yeah, we, we didn't call them out by name. I guess they could... Yeah, so what like I said, the one thing we did hit on was the fact that maybe they're going to bring us two Rebel Fleets, which I feel like maybe could still be a thing, but I I, I have my own impressions. What what do you think? What, what Why do you think we're getting Outrider, and why do you think we're probably going to be getting four more ships? Or if you, I don't know if you do think we're going to be four more ships. Um, You know what? I'm really leaning for the ship angle, and I definitely could see them maybe doing a Starkiller event for... Red Five. I definitely can see them maybe doing a couple of these ships. Because what? How much ships? Uh, marquees were there? Five. We know that we have five confirmed marquees. We don't know if they're going to be ships or otherwise. It, it would make a lot of sense, but yeah, yeah, they could possibly do it to the same style as Star Killer. I wonder if they they saw some success revenue wise from that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people farm those characters as well. So that's probably something that they like seeing. So I wonder if that's a new angle that they're going to start doing. Maybe introduce four characters, new characters, and require them all for a legendary or a special event like Red 5. I like it, honestly. I If you're going to make me have to gear a pilot, at least make the pilot either good for something else, as in like have a good kit, or make him required for something. Like I really wasn't upset about the about Rose being a pilot for the, whatchamacallit, the bomber. Because at the end of the day, like, if you're going after Ray, you're going to have to get her anyways. Like, find me the player out there who has R5 Poe Dameron and Resistance Pilot who doesn't have Rose at R5 as well. Like, it just, it, it just makes sense. Uh, so I'm, 
yeah, I, I think I think you're probably right that we're probably gonna get five ships. I wouldn't hate it if it led up to an event like Red Five with all five. But do you think so? Coming back to the question, do you think it'll be five legends, like separate uh, characters or ships rather, that will lead up to Red Five, or do you think it'll be five Rebel? Because they they can put in five Rebel ships. And that's the thing. Uh, I like Canuck's idea in chat. He's talking about giving five legendary character ships. That could be really interesting. But for me personally, I think it could be four new rebels as uh, marquees and make that fifth marquee a capital ship. Because if you're introducing all these new rebels, we talked about it a little bit uh, earlier, a little bit earlier, last show. That they need a new capital ship if they're going to introduce start introducing these rebels um it would be a perfect opportunity to bring that out there and especially with red five make it to where you don't want millennium falcon and red five on the same team yeah i'm so my speculation on it and i no offense to cg but we're going to get a little offensive here <laughs> i think their excuse that this was to bolster the akbar fleet was a bunch of hooey like oh oh yeah that that's i call super cap on that one that's definitely a lie like that that is i think they're lying through their teeth on that one he's either a, like, like we're speculating right now and i guess we're kind of speculating on two things either a it's going to be required for something i don't know if it's going to be red five or a capital ship or something like that it's either a required for something or b they have plans to split into two rebel fleets i really don't like their their comments on it were so weird where it was like oh we don't expect it to one shot the executor and i'm thinking like that's the only thing rebels can't like rebels beat everything else so i don't know um i, I feel like it has to be for something else yeah and, and like i said i really think it's red five and honestly i don't think they would name it galactic legend but it would be the closest thing that we have to a galactic legend in ships. Um, and yeah, I, I think then once that happens, once they introduce a new rebel fleet, that could be the real, real counter that we've been looking for, for Executor. Because what, what else would be a better counter than the rebels to an Empire ship? That's true. Does, um, so I, I don't know his kit that well. I've looked over it a little bit and it seems okay. Like it seems good. Does it have a lot of assisting? Have you seen that? Um, you know what? I really haven't really seen the ship. I'm not going as hard as I did for like the Echelon. Mm -hmm. um, I do know a lot of people have talked about it that um, he's, he's a good replacement for Biston. So that's something that's kind of intrigued me a little bit to kind of perk my ears that maybe I don't have to start relicking up my Biston and, and Scarif Rebel Pathfinder and maybe just go straight for him instead. I'm already going to have him at R5 ready to go for Starkiller. So. Because my, my thought, and maybe I'm wrong here, um, because if their thought is for Rebels to eventually overcome Executor, I think they have to move away from the assist base that Rebels are. Because Rebels, that's the, that's the Millennium Falcon's whole thing, is it's constantly getting called to assist and then calling to assist. And Executor has that reduced damage off of characters that are assisting. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I think they would have to move away from that, or they just might not. Like, we saw that with Je the Genet Revan, or the the meta transfer from Treya to Jedi Revan, where Trey was completely anti-assisting, and then Jedi Revan came and is like, "Oh, every single character on this team has an assist." So, yeah. I don't know. They, they they could go either way. I think. 
or they could even boost it with the 10 to the four. Like I like after we started had that conversation, I seen a couple other people talk about it as well. So it got me thinking about it even more. Uh, what if it was more of a passive ship that um, gave benefits for the Rebel fleet? Bonus offense, bonus um, bonus damage for assisting, kind of like no negate what the executor does. That ship can really be the key piece to that whole that whole fleet. Yeah, and I'm. I think that ship is going to become more and more attractive for CG as the game goes on, because what more perfect requirement for a Galactic Legend Leia than that ship? Like, what oh, what, yeah. shi- what ship in the game fits as a better as a better model or a better requirement for her? Like, that's that's really really ideal. No, definitely. We talked about it. She was born on that ship, yep. <laughs> and um, first time we see her is in that ship. That ship is Leia. All right, well, cool. So I think we're obviously right on everything we just said. So that's exactly what's coming to the game. You guys can count on it. Uh, but kind of transitioning here, Tilo, GC. That's kind of that's the kind of the big reason why we're here right now. How was your past week? So this is the first week kicking off three three fleets. So actually, we'll, we'll, let's duel this while we go through our GC. Tell me also your impressions on having three fleets. We knew. We we kind of had some predictions on what, what it would be like last week and not, what did what actually happened. All right, so talking about fleets, uh, it, as simple as this, I ca- I can't talk about fleets with you, just just because nobody got to my fleets. Oh. So so I don't really don't know. I I talked about going really heavy on fleets and making it hard, making a strong decision for my opponent, and nobody got to to fleets. I only got to fleets once. But the one thing I can say is that through the heavy gameplay of putting my heaviest teams on defense, my opponent did the exact opposite. And a little bit earlier, before the GAC started, I said that this was going to be a really good opportunity for me to get the full clear if they do that and try to clear my heavy defense. And it worked out perfectly. I had to two-shot, I believe it was the Empire Fleet, but everything else I one-shot and got through it and full cleared for probably the highest, the highest batter count. I've had it a long, long time. That's solid. We're, okay, so were you intentionally trying to get people from um, getting to your fleets, or is that just kind of what happened? No, um, on, I honestly thought, because I was the underdog pretty much all week. Like, round one, I was down by 2 million GP. Round two, I was down by a million GP. And to round three, I was down by 4 billion GP. It was ridiculous. And, um, and, and yeah, my, my main thing was trying to make it hard for them on defense, just, just in the, the case that I wouldn't be able to clear their fleet. I wanted to win the ground game. So, but, and I, I guess I won the ground game by not allowing them to get to fleet. Okay, cool. So how, how did your first match go? All right. So my first matchup, uh, was pretty good. I got matched up with a guy called Ninja Panda. Uh, like I said, he was 2 million higher GP than me. I, I had scouted him pretty good. He did he did have Wampa Omicrons, but the only thing is um, he didn't have a lot of tenacity on it. Okay. So I decided to put Iden down oh, nice. in the front wall, and it worked out pretty good. I, he still got past it. I tried to talk to him to see if he hit Iden on that team. He joined the, the chat but didn't say anything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to find out pretty much in uh, what it was called tomorrow. But it worked out good. He wasn't able to clear my... Um, my ground zones, he cleared the bottom front zone. Okay. Uh, he got to the back zone. 
he failed on my my dash team. And and big shout out to Zara too. Like if you guys haven't seen his offensive and defensive videos, I totally jacked the team from him. It was the CLS with the droids okay. with Chupio BBA. Oh my gosh, that team is absolutely insane. Um, just the absolute speed on it is ridiculous. I have my R2 running at 320 speed. So it just gets them going really, really quickly. And I, I'm pretty sure that threw off my opponent. And then um, and then with my dash squad, allowing them to have Han Solo and Chewbacca, he had a three-shot that, two-shot my CLS squad, and then up top, he kind of just gave up. He he tried to go in there and wasn't able to get to, to the ship zone. So it was a pretty good win for me. I failed a little bit heavily. I wasn't able to get ship zones on that matchup, but... But was still was able to come out on top of them batters wise. Ugly game, ugly game though. <laughs> no, but if what you, about if you stopped them from uh -huh. even getting to ships? I think that because that was one of the strategies we talked about last week of like, especially the people in like Kyber Four, Kyber Five, who really three fleets is a joke. Like that, that's a valid strategy. I don't think you did it really one hundred percent intentionally, but if stack stack that area and go from there. No, definitely. And chat saying that Zerif got that from Clash, and if he did get it from Clash, I appreciate you, Clash. I, I, I owe you a gift basket. <laughs> yeah, I. It definitely seems like it because I, I guarantee you what happened was he wanted to put Han and Chewbacca with Dash, you know, which makes sense. And then it was just a question of all right, what goes with CLS? And it's yeah, uh, we we actually we'll we'll get to that for my third match. Emo Emo made a comment about it because there's. Yeah, anyways. Um, but okay, cool. Very, very cool. All right. And what about yourself? How how'd your first matchup go? My first matchup, I'm trying I'm gonna confuse them. So I got I have to look up the report I gave on this for the GA Center. Shout out to them. Um first match. Oh, that's right. Okay, this one was brutal. So we we made some pretty big mistakes here. Um long story short, they placed JMK up front. The team didn't look too threatening. It had a low relic mace. I think it was R6, which I guess is low relics now. And their cat was modded for offense. So in an attempt to save Jedi Luke and Jedi Revan for the back wall in case he said Esselkara, because we've had a lot of people doing that to us lately, where they've been putting Esselkara on the back because we don't have Lord Vader. So that's Esselkara isn't really super great on offense, or at least you can't get a really big good bang for your buck. So we, so we saved Jedi Revan, Jedi Luke. And that pretty much cost us the entire match because my budget JML team just didn't, just couldn't cut it. Like, I don't think we really misplayed or had bad RNG. It was just a bad idea. It was just a really, really bad idea. So that flopped, and that was pretty much game. Like, we got to play around, and we got to do some fun stuff. We we used Wampa to kill a dash team, even with the Irresistible Days. Didn't really matter. And then we got the ships and just completely... We were just practicing, which is just a fun way to say that we were failing all over the place with very little recourse. So, took took the L on that one, but I our opponent played really well. I'm trying to remember who that first opponent was. I can't remember now, but they played really well. If, if they didn't, we might have been able to sneak a win in somewhere. But they, yeah, we, we just didn't cut it for that one. Nice. Uh, Wampa, though. Uh, really cool that you saw that Wampa was able to take out Dash. Wampa has been really crazy with some of these counters. Yep. Um, I'm actually putting out a video probably tomorrow. Uh, Wampa taking out gas and Qui Gon, which is really, really crazy. I, and I still think there's still more potential for him to take out a couple other teams. That, that Omicron, I don't know how you guys have you felt, 
but that Omicron has been really, really nice. Yeah, so it either it either takes down a pretty quality team or you put your opponent in a corner. That's probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but you put your opponent in a position where they have to build a map specifically so that you can't do so that you can't use Wampa. And he surprised us on uh, surprised us on a few teams. Like we were originally thinking that he wasn't going to work against Dash because of the irresistible days, and then he just didn't care because the Dash AI is really weird. It holds the AOE, so we're able to do some there. And it's it reminds me a little bit of the of Nest in the sense that. Pretty much Ness' big crutch, or not not crutch, but big weakness, and the Wampa's the same as Tenacity Down. You throw a character in there with Tenacity Down or a mechanic similar to it, and Wampa's just going to lose. The issue is, a lot of people like to occasionally take that unit with Tenacity Down out of the team, and then Wampa just gets to eat it. Like, we've been seeing this with Darth Revan. Uh, Darth Revan's a really good team. People have been taking Malak out to put with C to prevent some other counters on C, and, and once you take Malak out of the Darth Revan team, it's Wampa food now. Or this is this is happening in, in lower divisions, but people taking Daka and Zombie out of taking uh, Daka and Zombie out of the the nice sister team, Wampa ends up eating it because they don't have they don't have uh, Zombie to apply tenacity down. So it has been gaining a lot of use. But how was your second round, Tilo? Uh, it was pretty good. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, I had my opponent was Death. Eliza, Dath Eliza, and this opponent was actually 2 million GP higher than me, so it was a really good fight. He had all six GLs. He did have um, Starkiller as well. I was kind of expecting it on defense, but he ended up keeping it for offense, which was cool because I was I don't want to fight that guy. <laughs> and then, um, it, this one worked out pretty well. I changed a couple things on defense. I took off my Iden just because he did have a legit Wampa, like we were talking about a little bit earlier. And I replaced it with the Maw Squad with my Droidica. And I also switched up my start my SLKR team. Uh, previous match, I had put like the OG squad with the two tanks, Red Trooper and Hux. This one, I just put in um, Phasma and Fu instead of Crew and the Sith Trooper, which I really like that combination of Starkiller because I, I know a couple of people touched on it before. But if he goes for the poke, and especially now that I don't have mine offensively built, he's more built for speed and health. If he goes for the poke, doesn't kill Revan, that whole Jedi Knight Revan JKL counter, it falls apart too easy. And so I did that. I changed up top. I used the leftover first orders, swapped out my JTR, put her on offense. And I really like this combination of defense, and it showed big time. This opponent... The like the last one was able to get to through the first two zones in the bottom, and this one only was able to clear the bottom. Uh, I failed five times on my SLKR and another three times on my dash squad, and didn't even touch the CLS one this time, and then just gave up on the top. Oh wow! Okay, so an even more convincing win. Yeah, this one this one was nice. I was like, I like this win, and this is the one that we ended up with the full clear because he went heavy on offense for his fleet. And we just went in there, cleared his, I believe he put finalize, or the finalizer, Hodo, and Empire. And I mirrored the finalizer, mirrored the Empire, lost that one, cleared it up with a Hodo squad, and then reveled the, the Hodo. And that's where I'm a little bit jealous of you. And I've been saying this recently, but having Ray and SLKR as two of your five GLs, 
that really i mean that's that's super important now in the in the new fleet setup because if you don't have either one or one of the other really if you don't have either or one of the other you don't really have the full fleet capability that you would have otherwise because i don't i did get full cleared every single time against my opponents on fleet but nobody was able to one shot every single one of them i think the last two guys they both had to four shot my fleets like four fleets total and my first opponent had to use five so i mean oh, yeah you you take out haldo and they don't suddenly they don't have seven fleets and none of none of them would have full cleared so that was a that was the disadvantage that i was dealing with all this week that it really opened my eyes and it it made me i think it, it's gonna make ray a lot more relevant than she was before and she was already pretty relevant yeah, no, definitely. That Hodo squad is like built for cleaning up. Uh, once you take out some of these major characters from the existing fleet after you go in there initially, it, the Falcon, it, it's surprising how hard that Falcon hits. And it just makes a cleanup job so much easier. I literally went in there with the first three ships and it cleared up the Empire easy. Yeah, no, I've, I, I've got Starkiller next uh, for my for my roster planning but after that i i'm gonna have to start seriously looking into ray but that's yeah, so for my second match let's see if i can find it here again oh so we were up against angel from Wolfpack. so again another really really good player who had you know a significant roster advantage and i'm not sure what to blame here obviously he played really well he full cleared us i think he one shot us except for fleets so he did really well and then Similar to how the previous round, we kind of got stuck on JMK. This round, we got stuck on Lord Vader. And I I can't tell if it was just a... If we just got, you know, hosed on it. Or if it was because we misclicked. And I didn't put the shield generator tech on SLKR by accident. Which really shouldn't do that. Um, because then we, we've had this happen two other times. Where what, what ended up happening in the battle was... Everyone on my team was dead except SLKR within a minute. And this has happened twice before, and SLKR is carried. Like, usually by the time everyone's dead, we go into ult, and then he carries for the rest of the match. Um, however, this time, since I didn't have the shield generator tech on him, he didn't get to ult, he just died. And that and that was pretty much game. And we, similar to the previous match, we, got, we did learn some stuff. Like, Bad Batch with Shock can almost beat Lord Vader. Like, we were able to kill Thrawn, Maul... Royal Guard and who is the fourth one? Darth Vader with, with Bad Batch. So that was pretty cool. And we, yeah, we got to do a lot of fun stuff in that one. But ultimately, like I said, similar to last round, lost to JMK, couldn't get past him. And then this one, we lost to Lord Vader, couldn't get past him. Uh, but yeah, he, again, our opponent played really well. We, like, a lot of people will say, like, oh, you know, I beat myself this match. And I, these guys are legitimately beating me. Like, they're doing really well. So, so far, Second loss of the season already, two matches in. How was how was your third match? Just to touch on yours a little bit, like if I remember correctly, I think Angel was the TW offer, officer for Wolfpack. So that's like a legit, <laughs> that dude knows his stuff. I remember listening to, to Operation uh, Metalverse back in the day. T-Money would reference Angel a lot. So he's definitely, definitely knows his stuff. And to go against them just shows like, where you're at on the skill level that's ridiculous so yeah solo base just said he's guild leader and tw officer oh, so okay never mind that i was wrong by one <laughs> so and, that, and that, that's kind of what um 
that's one of the things that I've kind of liked about the new GAC system is I would never go against Angel and the old GAC system. I just wouldn't. Um, and obviously in the new one, I'm not going to beat him. I didn't. But it's kind of interesting to have a shot at these big guys, to have a shot at the at these really large accounts. So it was fun. Like I, I'm happy to lose to someone like him. I'll I'll, I'll take that L. No, definitely, and and even just to see his defense, the his play style and stuff like that. That's a really cool experience. That shoot, you can learn something from that as well. Yeah, no, I I definitely can. I I'm interested to see what he used on offense because both him and the the first player because both of them had. I didn't get to their back wall. So I'm interested in what would have been back there. Like maybe, maybe I just wouldn't even got through that as well. But so, yeah. oh yeah. So yeah, your, your third match. All right. So my third match was a legit match. I didn't get to stream this one, which was a little bit sad. Uh, it was funny. I was coming home from work today and I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to stream. And my work calls me that like, oh, hey, you have to go pick up your new work phone. And I was like, no, I was like, why today of all days? Uh the reason I wanted to is because the opponent I was going against, he has the sixth biggest roster in all of Swoga. Oh, this is the one who's <laughs> four million over you. Yeah, he had more than half by GP, <laughs> more than, than me. It was absolutely insane. I think he was like 11.2 to my 7.2. And, and it was funny. I showed a couple people his um, roster. He has R7 on legit everything. everything. The only thing he's. Yeah, you have to beat 11 million. Yeah, the only thing he was missing was the seven sister and eighth brother. Everything else was seven, relic seven, nine, relic nine, relic eight. I was like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do here? The only thing that saved me was his mods were not good. Like, no. why I shouldn't say not good. But not 11 were, million good. No, they were they were like my mods. So when I say okay. not good, they were, <laughs> it hurt me in my chest right now. But compared to his roster, the they weren't as good as, yeah. And then, and then he would do weird stuff on um, in gameplay-wise. Like, he's one of the guys that puts Ezra with Qui-Gon Omicron. So, oh, like... Oh, gross. He had the tools, but he just really didn't know how to use his tools correctly. Not so I was sense. like, hey, you know what? I have an opportunity to beat this guy. So I went in there. I went with the same defense I did last round, and... I literally sat there yesterday and kind of broke down exactly what fights I wanted to do. I scouted this guy legit. So the round opens up. I I was I knew I was gonna wait till the end of the round. He attacks my my Mon Mothma squad and fails. And then he goes in again and then he clears the Mon Mothma squad. So he has 55. So um, then when I eventually I go to attack, everything's going pretty well. I one-shot his first front wall. And I get to the back wall. I expected Lord Vader. I failed on the Lord Vader, though, even though all week my Fennec's been working pretty good. It's amazing how the relics change things. I don't know if you ran into it being up there. Especially R7. That squad, yeah, especially in that squad, because you're, you're just messing with really with raw offense and raw defense. It, but it, but it's any squad. Any squad with R7 is just, it, it's just built differently. Like dash squads with um, R7 Vandors, like stuff I'm not really used to fighting against. And I, and I got a little bit of taste. And I know it probably wasn't modded to its full potential, but just being R7, R9, R8, you feel the difference. And um, a couple of these squads was real tight. I ended up clearing both the bottom zones because I gave up on the top. I just wanted the extra banners. 
And I was stressed out for a little bit. It ends up he just attacked my mom off my and never attacked again. So we ended up with the win. Ooh. I was like, I'll take it though. <laughs> okay, so you went three and oh. Yeah, three and oh. So now we're uh one thousand three hundred and something in the ranking. So I'm almost right. to my goal. No, oh, happy for you. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, definitely. How'd your last round go? So we were up against Delmon, and I've seen this name around as well. I don't know if he's quite as big as Angel, but I think he was like in charge of like Wookie Leaks, or I think he might be the one who made my spreadsheet. I probably should have researched this, but yeah, he's really, really good player, kind of similar to Angel. And this is this when we finally, we finally get through the bottom wall that we weren't able to get through on our other two opponents. We ran into that CLS team with full droid, and like Emo was saying earlier, Bad Batch just eats it alive, uh, which. Bad Batch eat a lot, uh, quite a few things to life, so that's not saying a whole lot. But yeah, the, so all four droids, they all took turns, which was great. And then Bad Wrecker, you know, tanked everything they had, and then Echo just ripped it off, and that was that was the end of it. It was it wasn't even close. But uh, we we had to use Qui Gon versus his Dash C, or Dash Han Chewbacca, which went okayish. They stunned Jenna Anakin first, which was not ideal. Um... Yeah, that he had Ray and Esselcare on the back wall, and he had JMK and Lord Vader up top. And we were just really stretched thin with our GLs. We were doing pretty good until I made a really dumb, and I knew it the second I made it, uh, a really dumb mistake with C and armor. I didn't put the two stacks on C when I definitely was supposed to. Like, I, I had in my head that I was fighting SLKR, and we were not fighting SLKR, we were fighting Ray. And that, so we couldn't get through Ray, but I, I don't even know if we would have full cleared at all because we couldn't get past his Bad Batch either. Um, so maybe if we drained cooldowns on Bad Batch and then through an Empire, maybe that would have worked, but I don't know. So we just, um, I don't, I don't, I don't really think we would have won even if we didn't make the Ray mistake, but we did make the Ray mistake. So lost there as well. And to kind of wrap everything up to, for my, my ship strategy, it has one really big weakness, and it's basically the weakness was if you take Executor on offense, then you can full clear me. All three of my opponents did it. All three of my opponents took Executor on offense. So I just got completely hosed there. They all full cleared my ships, and I only ended up full clearing one of their ships. So I need to... It's something that I'm going to reevaluate this next week uh, to see if, they, if they're taking Executor on offense that I... Sh- I, I need to change my fleet strategy entirely because it's it is working against me, even even with me being at a disadvantage. So, um, yeah, that went pretty well overall. Well, not re- really well. We went zero and three this week, but it's it, it's okay. We were up against a lot of really good players, that, like a, a lot of like known named players. These weren't just good randos. These were these were people that are like known in the community to be good. So. I can take that with stride. Yeah, no, definitely. You went up against real comp. Like, that's definitely no joke. And be able to hold your own against them, that's definitely legit. Um, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I wish I would have been able to see how a heavy defense would have interacted more where I'm at. I, I wonder if it's a, it's a situation where at the higher end, maybe that's not a possibility. Like you said, they can still get through it. I wonder if at a lower end that maybe – Maybe that's more viable. So yeah, the meta the meta changes. The meta changes depending on where what division you are. And it, yeah, I think yeah. even in Kyber One, it depends on where you are in Kyber One. I think the 
the top 100 meta is different from the top 1000 and the top 1000 yeah. is different than the top 8000 so um yeah about emo's comment but yeah so that that is something to pay attention to so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to pay attention because we we fell significantly because you drop you drop the most in the first three matches if you lose so we went from like 700th place to i think we're somewhere i think we're somewhere in the 2000s i think we're like 2500 so i i need to pay attention to everyone's history this week more than i did this last week especially in regards to ships yeah, no, definitely. First week is always a crunch. You want to get the that's that's the one week to win. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I wonder why is that too. How do you feel about that? Just a quick question about like the emphasis on the first week rather than like a spread out like it's equal dumb. playing field. It makes no sense. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't I don't know why I don't know why they leverage one week over the other. I, I don't know if it's to try to. To try to put players, it just doesn't make any sense. I was gonna say I don't know if it's to put players in the hot seat for the last week so they can make Kyber one, but like, wouldn't wouldn't it be better to do the opposite then? Like, wouldn't it be better to make the last week worth more? Um, yeah, no, I'm right there with you too. I think the last week should be weighed the heaviest because that's if you're doing well, that's going to be your max potential that season. That should be weighed the heaviest, and then eventually next season you start off where you lost. Yeah, it, it should be pure win loss, and now it's but but it's weighted differently. It's it's wins and wins loss in the beginning way more than they do at the end. So I don't I don't I don't like that. Um, but it is what it is, and I there because yeah. the, the issue is there's ways to, man, to kind of manipulate it. I'm gonna eat my words this next week though, because the way you can manipulate it is if you th essentially throw the first three matches you drop significantly you're fighting in theory easier players so you can win more than just your standard six out of six the issue with that is you don't get to control who you can beat uh so like if i like i lost these these three rounds there's no guarantee like i i have no promise to me that i'm going to go three and oh now so yeah, yeah I don't especially know. especially in kyber too everybody's dropping everybody's moving and especially after the first week it's kind of Kind of rough sometimes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I, I don't think about it too much. It's, it's a problem that everybody has to deal with. Last week I went three and zero in the first week. This week I went zero and three. It'll even out, I guess. Um, but all right, so we're gonna move on to our next segment now here, and this is a new one, and I, I like this one a lot. We, one of our listeners actually suggested this for an idea, and I just kind of fell in love with it, and Tila was on board with it too. So next segment is going to be called Whose Kit Is It Anyways? Where basically me and Tilo will do one at a time. Each one of us will ask the other one. Or not ask the other one. We're going to read off a kit ability. It can be a basic. It can be a lead. It can be a special. And the other person has to guess not only what character it comes from, but also we should, we should actually have a scoreboard for this too and like keep tallies how we do every week. We um, should. That would be dope. We, we can do that. Yeah. Um... So, I'll, so we'll read off the, the ability, and then the other one has to guess what it is. And we can try to give hints of, like, um, what faction or something like that. And the I want to stress this a little bit. The goal here isn't to embarrass or trip the other person up by, like, listing off Tuscan Shaman's special ability or something stupid like that. The, the, goal, the goal here is education. The goal here is 
both for me and Tila and for everyone listening to kind of learn a little bit or be reminded of something. So we're not we're not going to be picking stupid characters. Looking at you, Ugnot, and we're all, <laughs> we're not we're not going to talk about er, er, er. Um Oh yeah, yeah, we do have to keep our eyes off chat. Actually, that's a good <laughs> suggestion, Kanak. Um, no, d- definitely off chat, but really, really um, encourage chat. Encourage chat too. Put your suggestions. Let's see who kind of gets it first, either us or chat. That should be fun too. I'm trying to figure out how to because t- I have chat built into my OBS. I wonder if they're. Oh, okay. That I can if I push this button that covers it. Okay, that works. Um, but oh yeah. So and the, the other thing. So we're not going to pick stupid characters, but we're also not going to kick a character that just launched. Like I'm going to call it out right now. The Inquisitors aren't relevant in the current game unless, you know, you include the ship. So we're not going to, we're not going to ask you what the Seventh Brothers, is that a character? The Eighth yeah, Brothers, Seventh Brothers. Sister. Yeah. yeah. So we're not going to ask you what the Eighth Brothers AOE does. Um, so, Tilo, I think you have yours picked out. I'm going to go ahead and cover my, the chat right now. And okay. so here are the rules. You have to say what it is, like what type of ability. If it's a lead, if it's a special, if it's a unique, if it's a basic, that has to be determined. Then you're going to read the ability. Tila Pre, I don't know. Some abilities have the name of the character in them, so make sure not to say that. Um, and then I'll just have I... yes. I'm sorry. What was that, Tila? No, no. I said I made sure to pick a character that the 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 ability didn't have its name. Okay, all right. And I think let's we're making this up as we go, but let's do this. So I get I get two guesses. Um and there's more yeah, we need we're going to build a point system. I'll write this down so we remember for next time. We get I get two guesses and if I fail on the two guesses, then you have to give me a hint. Which I think do you think faction is fair or no? I think faction's good. Okay. And then I get two more and then if I lose I just get a zero. Yeah, let's do this. So if I can get it on the first one, I get four points. If I get it on the second one, it's three points. Then we get the hint, and then I have two more guesses, then it's two or one point, and then it's just zero. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. So hit me with it, Tila. Let's do this. (laughs) All right. So I'm pulling up the phone. I have it already set up. Uh, For this ability, gains 20% defense stacking each time they take damage from an attack for one turn. Okay, so I have I have two characters in my head who get temporary stacking defense. And one of them is much more complicated than that. And that's Kylo. That's OG Kylo. So it's not OG Kylo. Is this, is this Zalbar? Gosh darn it. Yeah, yes. you got it. <laughs> yes. Four <laughs> points for me. Four <laughs> points for me. I know that because I like Zalbar to be slow. Uh, so that Because it only lasts for one turn. So if you make him slower, it'll stay. Yeah, and and this guy, if you put relics on him, that ability really, really is nice, especially for those assisting squads. Um, I've I've ran into him a couple times in like R seven, where where you go to attack him, and it's like, whoa, this dude took damage, and all of a sudden he did it. <laughs> okay, all right, so that was good. Yeah, so for anyone watching, mod your Zalbar to be slower. Defense sets are good. You want to get that compounding defense, etc. All right, I feel a little bad with mine now because I think mine's going to be harder. Oh, gosh. Okay, no, there, there, there's one thing in here that kind of gives it away. We'll see. You ready? You have your chat covered? Yeah, yeah no, I'm still on Zalbar. Okay. All right. So you ready? This is a this is a special. Okay, this is a special. 
deal physical damage to target enemy, gain stealth for one turn. If this attack defeats an enemy, gain 100% turn meter. Okay, say it one more time. Yeah. So deal physical damage to target enemy mm -hmm. and gain stealth for one turn. If this attack defeats an enemy, gain 100% turn meter. Oh my gosh, I know who this is. Hold up. Oh my goodness. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh my gosh. This is a character I use all the time too. So stealth. You get stealth if you defeat the enemy. Deal physical damage to target enemy and gain stealth for one turn. If this attack defeats an enemy, gain 100% turn meter. Oh my gosh. We need the music too. The din, 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 din. <laughs> um, I guess I can look at chat now, actually. Gosh. Chat definitely got it before me. I, I feel like I should know this. Is it... It's still... Is it Talon? Yeah, it is. Let's go. I was gonna say because that that was what I thought was gonna do it because there, are, there there's a limited number of characters who actually have stealth in game. I thought that that, that might have narrowed it down. Um, all right, so yeah, we both got four points and maybe I think I think this was good. I think this is good. Neither of us picked yeah. yeah. stupid characters. I thought it was gonna be a little bit meaner because Talon's a newer character and I think she's so pretty consistently on defense. The only reason I know it is because uh, the stealth. I was like, I'm never going to get stealth on Talon. Like, I'm not going to kill people with her, especially being at, like, when I had her at G11. So I was like, this is, this is a useless ability for me until she's G13. <laughs> and it looks like the looks like the, the chat got it pretty quickly. Oh, um, and Prime Force has a bonus one in here, it looks like. Deal physical damage to target enemy with 70% chance to inflict speed down for two turns. If the target already has speed down, reduce this tune's cooldown by one? What? Prime Force put this in the chat. Let me see where he is. Oh, it looks like Kanaka okay. got, the, uh, got, got yours. <laughs> Bison, use the skill rating system. Gross. But it's 70% <laughs> chance to inflict speed down for two turns. So 70% chance to inflict speed down. Is, okay, so Prime, you have to tell us here. And I'm reading chat, so please don't answer. Um, is this a... Is this a basic? This kind of seems like a basic. Is it Dark Trooper? Dark Trooper doesn't have speed down. Or not Dark Trooper, Death Trooper. No, Death Trooper has it's it's, it's uh, he has a uh, daze. His speed down on a basic mm. that makes me oh, think um that makes me think fi fives, but I know it's not fives because fives will he'll he'll double tap if they already had it. This isn't hmm. wrecker, is it? Speed down, speed down. No, it, it's it's not wrecker because wrecker he double taps if he's what you call it um. 70% chance to expect speed down. It's not real so, he'll stun as well. I'm so bad at this game. I'm like more of a field type person. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this. 
be down for two turns. Go the only one is like because it's prime, it has to be Gar. Oh it no but <laughs> but, but I wanna I wanna say he's throwing me us the curveball. No, I think it might be Gar. Again. No, it is Gar. That's right. Because he puts it down. That's why I want him in the mall team, because his cooldown will constantly reduce and then he can remove turn meter. It is Gar, you're right. It is, it but, is I, but gun to my head, I wouldn't I wouldn't be sure. I don't think I know anything on Gar's kit. No, no, it's definitely Gar because I, that's, like, that's specifically why I picked him for the mall team because you could spread speed down around and he'll always have his turn meter reduction on off cooldown. <laughs> Not top ten material. All right, so we're both coming out of this one with four points, and I kind of I, I like our system. I like our system. Or maybe maybe we could we'll, we'll tinker with it. We'll tinker with it. But Ch chat's mad at us. They're like, come on, guys. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know where I put Gar in the line because Gar's good but mostly in fleet like yeah, I don't know have you guys ever never met oh, Prime Solvish Solvish is Shane does just for not the kit but like we didn't think outside the box at all no we didn't think inside the box we were thinking outside the box that's the problem <laughs> alright well alright looks like people enjoy that so we'll, we'll keep that um and shout out to Byro. He's the one who suggested it. So, Byro, you're cool. Um, yeah, that's definitely a fun one. All right, so moving on to leg day. Let's go ahead and get our sounder here. Let us talk leg day. Important it is. How do you think I jump so high at my age? All right, so leg day. Tilo, tell me, what do you what do you got cooking for this upcoming JAC week? What are you what are you working on? What are you moving towards? Uh, I'm excited. I finally have everybody at seven stars for Star Killer and everybody at G13. So now it's just a matter of putting relics on them. And I'm not going to have Star Killer available for next round, okay. but but I can start the process to really get him up, get the gear. So probably week three, I'll have him up and running. And hopefully, I'll have Omicron by then. Omicron, Omicron struggle is real right now. Yep. I'm broke. <laughs> Do you have any of the um, TW I, ones? No. Okay. My guild hates me. Not just playing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they don't say they hate me. Port, though, so they're they're pretty chill about that. Yeah, they're they're laid back, but I'm like, I like you guys. I think I need to put a TW one at least. Mara. Yeah, Mara. She always seems the most attractive to me because I know Dad Bob Boba is the best one, but at the same time, I don't want to have to bring him to Relic Seven. Um, I, I would rather just do Mar and have a better team instantly. And even with Dad Bob Boba, like I see people still failing with that, and then it's really mod intensive. Like, are you willing to really change your mods every TW? I know, I know, like top guilds are, but like, and if you have it, hot it, utils, it's very easy. Um, <laughs> I, I just recently got hot utils and that was something that that actually uh, honestly came to mind it's like oh i can change mods for tw now but th the big downside is still i don't want to have to put r7 across that team no and to, to take out a lord vader it's like i can still do it with my fennec and without zam omicron so depending on the comp of course but but there's options that's the only thing all right, well, cool. All right. Uh, what about you? How, how's your leg day going? My leg day is finally coming in. So I talked about this last week. 
but I, and my roster was in like the worst possible situation last week where I was right before something big to what pretty much meaning that I like that's the worst place your roster can be in because that means that everybody's already kind of moved ahead and you're about to catch up, but now you're still behind. Uh, so that wasn't great. So I, but this week, finally got it, finally unlocked Lord Vader. We have him, we got him. He's not, <laughs> he is not battle ready, but it's, it's still like, a Lord Vader is way better than no Lord Vader at all. He doesn't have his ult. He's missing, this sucks, four Zetas. And I think he's oh, only going to be R6 going into it. So it's a little bittersweet. Like it's, you know, it's bitter because he's not maxed out, but it's sweet because it's all probably going to happen at the same time. Like, I'm probably going to get ult as soon as he gets all six of the Zetas. So, um, we're going to definitely be doing that. Um, and, oh, and then another thing that I did, and I've, I've been putting this off for a while, but I was rearranging my mods again coming into this week. And we, um, I got my, I finally took speed off of SLKR. I thought that was kind of dumb for the longest time because... Speed on SLKR is really, really good if you leave him on defense and you're trying to trip up specific counters. But I didn't need a 284 speed SLKR to beat Lord Vader. Like, it was... It, it was just better in another place. So, we finally, like, you know, a month or two after it was popular, we finally spread up Droidica. So, Droidica is going to be put, it, put in the mall team because I've been putting mall on defense every round. But he's... He's getting beat by anything that's faster than him. And he probably still will now, but now to be faster than him, you're going to have to be at like 295. Or sorry, not 295, 395. So, or people you see less, and that's fine too, but that's still a good team. That's still a t team people weren't, people weren't having to do. Yeah, Knack knows I'm dyslexic. <laughs> or really anyone <laughs> who watches the center on a, at a regular on a regular basis. But yeah, so those are those my big two things. I have Lord Vader, and now Dredica is up to speed, pun intended. And I I really, really enjoy Droidica. I've been having him pretty fast for a while now. And man, that guy's really opened up a lot of stuff on defense, especially if you put gas and Droidica in the same zone. Yep, you, really could, you could really make your opponent choose. It's like, okay, what do I do? CLS where? And then you could maybe even pull a Gia if they don't have the right speed sets. And especially if you have yours going at like, like you said, three nine or three ninety something. I'm glad you're gonna be a problem. because I apparently said two incorrect numbers, which is not shocking at all. Oh, don't worry, <laughs> I, I I ain't the number guy either. Like <laughs> we all saw that Gavin stream. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was rough. Um, that is why I use a calculator because I would be totally lost without it. But <laughs> even with a, cal a calculator with me, you might get the wrong number. <laughs> yeah, I did actually I did that this last stream. I did I got I calculated I still don't know how I did this, and I'm usually people are telling me when I'm wrong, but nobody's yet to do that on this one. But we calculated no, actually I think someone did figure it out. It it, was, it ended up being a tiebreaker is what did it. But we, we tried to calculate our old Ben speed for an SLKR, and I thought we were one speed too low, but I think because the game doesn't do the game doesn't do decimals. Like, it always goes down. So I think we were the same speed, and I think we just got the right coin flip. So, um, so yeah, we did math wrong, but it was okay. And, and then I got a quick question for you. So when you get Lord Vader up and running, ultimate, everything, what's your game plan for him? What Are, are you going to go defense, offense? Is something that, that I'm really interested in? There seems to be kind of a shift. I don't know. 
<laughs> uh, I have I have a few I have a few ideas because my my big thing right now is I still I'm a, I'm still a little lacking in teams. I don't I don't have Ray. I don't have Star Killer. I don't have a lot of these higher geared teams up there. Basically, what I'm getting at with that is I still I still really like to split Maul and Lord Vader. So it's not super great to put Lord Vader on defense without Maul. But I'm still thinking of maybe doing it, at least in the beginning. Just, I mean, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, being down a GL and then trading my GL for bounty hunters, I don't want to do that. So it, it might it might depend on what my opponent has. It really might depend on what my opponent has. But the other option is just to take Lord Vader on offense and solo C or solo um solo SLKR with it. Like that's that's a very real thing that I'm looking at. Um see so yeah, that'll be one of those two things. It'll be on defense. And the squad that'll probably do on defense will probably be Royal Guard, Thrawn, Darth Vader, and then I'll probably put Gideon instead of Maul. But yeah, I, he's gonna get. A, we're gonna get a lot of use out of him, anyways. But I'm not really quite sure what I want to do with him yet. I, I've been really looking at him. I really want him on my roster, and I, I really want him for an offensive tool. Uh, if you think about it, Lord Vader can pretty much take out all the other GLs. It's a matter of the squad that you put around them. But that's something that's really, really good, especially if you're putting JMK on. On defense, JMK can do the same thing. Oh yeah, JMK the, living on defense for like the last year. Yeah, me too. Like, mo- and for most people, he is too. He's but the best Lord, defensive team in the game. Oh, by far too. You you need that mirror match <laughs> unless you're going to two shot with body hunters and and like gas or Jedi or or yeah. And even then too, like I, I had a debate with somebody. I was like, and even then, RNG can happen. Is that cat too thick and you can't get past her? Um, do they have Padme on the squad? Do they have R2 on the squad? What's their speeds? Like, there's a lot of factors in JMK. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Lord Vader, yes, he is good on defense if you want to commit high relics. And that's the, that's the problem I have with him. His full potential is invested into the team, but you need to invest into that team super heavily to get his max potential. Yeah. Whereas on offense, you can kind of play with that a little bit. And he still can take out, say, a ray for you. If he can do that for me, I'm going to be extremely happy. That leaves my J- my JML open for something else, and it allows me flexibility when they have JMK and Ray on the on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see what I ultimately end up doing. But I think in the beginning he's gonna, he's going to be on defense just because I, I can't trust him on offense at two Zays yeah. and R six. Uh, that's just the reality. So, well, yeah, we'll, we'll no, I'm there. I would do the same thing, to be honest, too. All right. So, Tilo, now, um, you have some interesting topics to move in here with Star Wars at large. So, coming a little bit out of Galaxy of Heroes, tell us what you th- what's going on. What, what, what do we need to know about? All right. So, so, for Star Wars in general, something that's big that came out was Lego Star Wars. Oh, um right. Have you played Lego Star Wars before? Do you like it? How do you feel about it? So that this was the game I grew up on. Like, I think there are certain generational games that the majority of people play. Like, um, I don't think it's true today, but very recently it was Fortnite. Uh, before Fortnite, it was Minecraft. And I think before Minecraft, my generation that hit was Lego Star Wars. I like the complete uh, Skywalker saga. Like, I would play it with my little brother. Um, it was... It was really, really, really good. Like all the games. Um, 
I, I think I played, I played the original. I think I think I, I think I played three of them. I think I played the original. I think it was t- number two, and then I think they had the Skywalker Saga, and then they had some Clone War ones. And I never played the Clone Wars ones, but I heard they were decent. Yeah, no, they, uh, for me too. Like I grew up on that game. My little brother, we and B would play. We would do the arcade kind of use the Jedi to fight arcade ones. <laughs> Yeah, those things were awesome. So um, so I'm not content. Oh yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the aesthetic in Legos. For some reason, it kind of turns me off. Like I don't, I don't know if it's because I, I'm like real big into Star Wars mm-hmm. to where it's in Lego form. For some reason, it, it's just not my favorite. Um, my brother is though. Like he buys the Legos. Like he has the Death Star. He has like R2, some of the busts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he's been really, really enjoying it. He actually called me today and talked a little bit about the game. It seems really fun. Um, if you have two characters, say, for instance, he told me if you have Kylo and Vet Han, and Han Solo, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll interact with each other. Okay. And cool. say so. <laughs> it start saying some dialect. Like Kylo will tell Han, I don't need you. And then Han will say, but I love you. <laughs> or something like that. It's just real fun. The Lego, the Lego does really good at having comedy in the Star Wars element. Yeah, that was they, they were always really good at that of making kind of light heart, um, um, that re- really light heart humor with some some of the things in there. And I, I always liked that growing up. And I, I kind of like the aesthetic. I don't. I never really loved when they would mix too much in the cutscenes like Lego with like real people. Like when the, when the Legos would start having like lots of facial expressions, that, that kind of weirded me out. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly just don't have, I would love to get it and play it. I think it would be a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm, I've got too much, too much other stuff. Like solo base was saying, like, I've got too much other stuff going on. Like I'm trying to get through. I really like it. I've been playing fall in order, um, but I've, I've been taking forever to get through that, man. I think I, I bought that game two to three weeks ago and i'm pretty darn sure i'm not even halfway through it so yeah but very yeah, and, and also a disclaimer too if anybody is gonna get it and hasn't got it yet get the deluxe version like i don't like i said lego star wars isn't really my thing but i do want that deluxe edition only for the packaging so i don't know if you remember like the old school dvds the yeah. blu-rays that had like a sleeve over it so this one has a sleeve where it's where it's vader but if you pull it up, it's Anakin's burnt up face. So it looks like you're pulling off the mask. So it, it looks really, really cool. And it also, I guess it also, I guess it also comes with a Lego too, that um, it's Luke and he has blue milk on his cheeks. Nice. So nice little exclusives right there for you guys. So get the physical copy on this one. All right. Next up, um, how, how do you feel about Kingdom Hearts? So I net that I different from Lego Star Wars. I never played Kingdom Hearts. Uh, like I would play it with my friends sometimes when I was over at their house, but I never. It's never a game that I had or I was super interested in. Yeah, me me too. Like I've watched gameplay from it. I always thought it was cool, kind of jumping from these Disney universes to Disney universe. Uh, supposedly, in the newest trailer for the newest Kingdom Hearts, you do see uh, what looks like Star Wars. Oh, so That's Disney, so. Though. It looks like it's an AT-AT foot. So how how would would that change things? Would you end up trying to play it? Maybe. I I think it just comes back to priorities. Like if I had like a lot more time, I would probably play it. But I don't think like I would. Yeah, I I've got 
Fallen Order I want to get through. I still want to play around a little bit with. I, I got a really good pack of shield. I probably should be telling people about this two weeks ago. But there was a deal on Steam two weeks ago where I think for 25 bucks you could get Squadrons, Battlefront 2, and Fallen Order. Um, all three of them for 25 like just one $25 payment. So I have still have all those to work through. And then I would eventually like to get Lego Star Wars, but yeah, I don't I, I don't think I would. It's it's too little Star Wars for me. Hey, if you ever want to run it, some Battlefront and Squadrons, let me know. I'm down. And that goes for anybody in the chat too. I love that game. Um yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same way. I don't know about I never really played Kingdom Hearts. I think it's a really cool idea. I might watch it on YouTube, the cutscenes. But I don't, I don't think I'll end up picking this up. All right. And next up on the list, um, I, I I know you're a big prequel uh, prequel guy and an episode one guy. Yes, I am. So they got a couple, they got a couple books coming out. So the first one's going to be in May 10th. It's going to be Brotherhood. So it's going to be a story of Anakin and Obi-Wan. So okay. that one looks like it's going to be pretty good. Um, the description was talking about them going on a mission and um, and dealing with their relationship as brothers. Well, so what, what time period does this happen in? Like between is like Clone War era. This is um, before Anakin gets knighted, so he's still a pad one under Obi One. Okay, so this is okay. So this is in between two and three. But it's um no I'm, yeah a one and two. Well, you said he this is before he's knighted, right? Yes. So yeah, this is between two and three, but before the Clone Wars. He's still pad, he, he doesn't get knighted until the middle. He in the Clone Wars is already knighted, and at the end of Episode Two, he's not. Let me pull up the because that yeah, Savitar's bringing up something now too. Because I remember I don't have them. But there was a there was a comic book series. I think it was small. Um, that was w- with just Obi Wan and Anakin. Pulling it up. Should have had it ready. <laughs> also, as a side note, while you're looking that up, I think for our whose kit is it anyways? I think if we, to make it a little bit harder on us, we don't say what the ability is. Like we don't say if it's a basic, a special, or unique. That we have to just kind of figure out. Oh, definitely. All right, so it says, Obi-Wan and Anakin must uh, steam the tide of raging Clone Wars and forge a new bond as Jedi Knight in a high-stake adventure uh, just set after the events of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, okay, the, that makes sense then. So so it's going to be right there. And so, I, so, it, so it does say that he's a Jedi Knight because it says both Jedi Knights because I'm pretty sure after the Attack of the Clones, he becomes a Jedi Knight. I don't know the I don't so, know the semantics of it. Um, I just know that he is a well-established Jedi Knight when Clone Wars starts, and Clone Wars doesn't start too long after Attack of the Clones, so it's it's probably right after. So that'll be interesting seeing like the new power dynamic where Obi Wan isn't really in that power mm-hmm. that power role, and where they're more as equals. So I think that'll be kind of cool. Um, the next book I really wanted to bring out because you've been calling out for this character, it's going to be called Apprentice or Padawan. And this is going to be a story of exclusively about Obi-Wan being a Padawan to Qui-Gon. Okay. So there were, there used to be legends books on this that was, that was telling of like what Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were doing before. Oh, that's going to be, I, I am, I'm going to have to get that one. Cause I, this really, one looks. Do you know if they're going to no, touch no, no. Satine at all? 
I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I don't see any mention of Satine, but I'm, honestly, I wouldn't put it past them to do that. She's one of those fan favorite characters. Um, the big tag of this book is says being a teenager is hard enough. It says without being trained as a Jedi. So I guess we're going to get more of a perspective of like his growing pains and having to deal with being a Jedi as well. So this one looks interesting. So I know we got a little bit of him. I'm halfway through it right now, but there is also a, a book with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, but it's more focused on Qui-Gon than it is Obi-Wan. Um, Master and Apprentice. Yeah, Master and Apprentice. I've, I'm, I'm halfway through that one. And like, they don't, they don't really get along. Like they have very, um, and this, it does make sense. They have very different views on the Jedi. Like Qui-Gon, you know, takes after Dooku a lot when he doesn't have very outside the box thinking. Obi-Wan is very by the book. Yeah. And you know what? I'm reading that book, doesn't it give you little shades of Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship? Um, Just like the, the, the viewpoint of them arguing and always seeing different like eye to eyes. And it's something that I wonder if it's, because of Qui-Gon and his interaction with Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan kind of like pursued that same mentality with Anakin because that's what he was used to. I, 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 of... I think you're right. I think being uh, I think being able to to be able to disagree with someone and still have them as a very important part of your life was I think that was something that he picked up with Qui-Gon and then just kind of continued. Yeah. So it's something I never thought about until that book. That book kind of like shined light on that. I didn't think about but that. yeah, but yeah, I think this book's going to be really good. And I saw this one, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be of Calvin's wheelhouse too." Especially since you've been calling out this character to bring him to the game. That's the character I want the most. Pat on Obi Wan Kenobi. Hand him over. <laughs> All right, and lastly, uh, really, really cool development in the comics right now. We finally get the meeting between Kara and Leia. So, how do, how do you feel about that? Oh, that, that's awesome. I mean, I love. And this is kind of a, a crummy comparison, but I really liked the four. You know, have you seen the Forces of Destiny? Oh yeah, those things are awesome. I would watch it with my little girl. So okay, but I, I mean this in the nicest way possible. But they were marketed for your little girl. Like they were, <laughs> they were like these really short Star Wars stories that required like no attention span. And I think they were focused around female characters primarily, right? Yeah, they were all female characters. I think there was like one Luke one and uh, one of the other ones. But the main the main gist of it was like the girls, like Ahsoka, Sabine, all of them. So I, I liked those a lot because they, they they did a lot of cross-referencing within the Star Wars world. Like I I think there was one with that had... Was, Jen, it, was it Sabine and Princess Leia? No, it was um. Was it Sabine or Ahsoka? I I might I have been Ahsoka, Ahsoka Leia. One. They might have. But yeah, they did a lot of crop reference with that uh, type of stuff. Um, so I think so. Basically, what I'm saying is, I think that'll be cool. I think it'll be cool to see their interaction. I think. I don't know if they would get along or if they would butt heads because they don't seem that. No, nah, I feel like they would get along because they're not that similar. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Leia's trying to throw some hands on a couple of Han's exes right now already. Uh, she There was also a, a female smuggler that he got married to. 
Uh, I forget her first name, but she also has the last name Solo, and she kept the last name Solo because they got married on a on a mission on a adventure. It was like a quick kind of to like get the mission done, but but get married. So <laughs> so um, so so they got they had a little in the words of uh, Will Smith an entanglement, and uh, <laughs> and Leah was not really happy to find out that Han had was had the possibility of still being married. I guess that makes sense, and I I think the other thing that'll play into it, and you know more about this than I do, but where's Kira's alignment? Because when we when we leave off in Solo. She seems to be pretty far dark side. Um, you know what? She is all about Crimson Dawn at this point. She don't care what she has to do. Crimson Dawn is number one. Uh, and she's willing to have people die. Uh, we already saw the huts completely get decimated at this point because of Crimson Dawn, leaving pretty much only Jabba in power. And that's why we see the big power vacuum in Boba Fett. Um uh, so she is, I would say she definitely leans way more dark side than light side. Like if she came to the game. She leans definitely very, at least it seemed that way at the end of solo. Like she had every chance to kind of renounce her ways and just kind of leave like fake thrown death or something like that and ran away with Han. But yeah, they, they didn't do that. Like she goes after Maul. Um, so yeah, she's, so basically what I'm saying, Princess Leia has a very low tolerate, uh, toleration level english sometimes is really hard uh, <laughs> tolerance level that's what i wanted uh she has a really low tolerance level for evil so i don't think they probably don't get along at all yeah i don't i don't think so either so it, it's going to be a good one though and that's going to be in the, the main star wars run too so i guess they're going to have a little okay, bit of a crossover so so good stuff in the comic realm right now all right very cool so i think I think we covered everything. We made we made good time on this one too. Yeah, no, definitely. This was fun. All right, my man. Do you have any final words for our guests before we send them off? We're actually going to raid someone this time. We haven't been doing that these last <laughs> two times, and that's completely my fault. But I think we're good to raid Fisk now. But yeah, do you have, no, do you have definitely. Anything you like to say before we head out? Um, no, just that the podcast is going to be available tomorrow. Uh, I have it available at one a.m. Uh, Central Time, so. It should be ready to go. Um, what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. You can find me pretty much on everything Tilo Mad ninety two. YouTube is just space. Twitch is an underscore, and TikTok is just a space as well. Yep, and anyone else you can find me here. You can find me on YouTube. It's just Calvin Awesome there. We have got all my GSC C videos recorded there, as well as I my um I've got some other standalone videos. We're doing a lot of modding videos recently, so you can go check those out there. But See if I got his name right here for Thisk. Yep, we did. So again, thank everyone for coming out. Appreciate you guys. It was it was fun doing the Who's Kid Is It Anyway with everyone. We're definitely going to keep that. And until the next time, stay mad awesome. <laughs>